啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦。Hi, we're the Marchetta Sisters, and you're watching E. Their cover's so good. Wow, this reminds me of cowbells. Tansy goes to jail. Fabulina, Fabulosa, Fab, whatever her name is. I'm probably not gonna be too nice about this movie. Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hilary Duff. And right now, I am joined by a veteran of the show, basically. Colton Griffith, back on Deaf Enough. Thanks for being on again. Oh my god, thanks for having me. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, and thank you for doing this episode, because honestly... This is not one I've been looking forward to, and I don't know. I feel like maybe you're going to at least make it tolerable. I don't have any idea what you mean. This movie is a masterpiece, a true masterpiece, paying homage to Madonna's classic material girl. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, (laughs) But we are going to be talking about material girls, and we'll just jump right into this. Are you ready? I am so ready. I know you love this movie, so here we go. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our silver screen queen. It's time for Block Duffster. I will start off with some stats about the movie and talk a little bit about where it fell in the timeline of Hillary's career. So 2006, not the best year for Hillary Duff. She had the breakup with Joel Madden, her parents getting divorced. It was just, it was a rough year personally and professionally. She was doing the tour. She'd done the big, big tour with Most Wanted. And so then this movie was coming out. And it was the only film she released that year. And this was actually the last big screen movie, a mainstream, you know, not independent, that Hillary has done. Oh my god! So that's pretty wild. But the release date, August 18th, 2006. This was distributed by MGM. It was produced by Maverick Films, which that was Madonna's film studio. This is the same situation for Agent Cody Banks, and Madonna was an executive producer on Agent Cody Banks. She doesn't have any credits on this film. With it being her production company, though, I'm like, mm, okay. Like, I was trying to see if there was some history to that, but honestly, I didn't find any. You know damn well when this came out that she was like, uh-uh, don't put my name to it. Don't put my name to it. Maybe, but she's also been very supportive of Hillary. And I feel like there was a quote or something that she said one time about looking forward to this movie or something. I don't know if she ever saw it. I don't know if she ever gave her thoughts on it. But anyway, this debuted at number nine at the box office. It grossed $4.6 million in its opening weekend. There was a $15 million budget. Ooh. The total box office... Yeah. <laughs> the total box office earnings, $16.9 million. So it did earn back its money, and it wasn't necessarily a flop in that sense. I mean, she had other movies that, like, didn't earn back their money. When you think in Hollywood, $15 million is not, not a lot. So it's already... I mean, it's kind of a loaded movie in terms of that. It shows. It shows. Um, oh. oh gosh, <laughs> I guess I should already say that like I'm probably not going to be too nice about this movie, but oh, good, let it all out. It got terrible reviews. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, four percent, and it's the lowest scored movie mm. of Hillary's career on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Hillary and Haley both got nominated for Razzie Awards for this. Worst Actress, Worst Screen Couple. And the Razzies are like the opposite of the Oscars. Um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I know, I know. Hillary and Haley, of course, recorded the Madonna song, Material Girl, for this movie. And it played on Radio Disney quite a bit. I remember my parents had Radio Disney. We had Sirius XM for like a minute. And I remember I was so excited when this song would come on Radio Disney. So I mean, it's like a classic song no matter what. Like, is in terms of like their cover of it, it's still good. I love their version of I it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still a bop. I'm sad it only played at the very beginning of this movie. I know. I wanted it in the credits, too. <laughs> right? It should have played throughout. Yeah. And before we even jump into it, like, can we compare this to the Disney Channel original movie, Cowbells, which came out a few months earlier than this? It's the same movie, but a Disney version. So similar. I didn't bother, like you, to look up these facts. I was just like, wow, this reminds me of Cowbells. Cowbells came out in March of 2006, and this was August. And I like Cowbells better, I've got to say. Cowbells just, the story kind of just stayed thorough throughout. Like, it still made sense. This, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what anyone's motive is. I feel like the girls in Cowbells kind of learned a lesson more so than in this movie. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say, Allie and AJ, Hillary and Haley iconic Hollywood sister duos. So, do you want to give them their credit? Okay, let me run down the cast really quick. We have Hillary as Tansy Marchetta, Tanzania, actually, Tansy for short. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, Haley as Ava Marchetta, Angelica Houston, Oscar winner, Angelica Houston. Oh my God, I love Angelica Houston. Why? I was so, I didn't remember that she was in this. So when I went back and I watched it, literally I watched it yesterday, and it's been like years since I watched this, I was like, oh my god, wait, is that Angelica Houston? I was like, why? It is. And her name is even on a lot of the posters. So it's like Hilary Duff, Haley Duff, and Angelica Houston. She's not pictured on them, but anyway. She plays Fabiella. Brent Spiner as Tommy, and he is famous for the Star Trek films back in the day. Lucas Haas as Henry. Marcus Coloma as Rick. Ty Hodges as Etienne, who our generation remembers from Even Stevens and Don't Look Under the Bed. What was his character on Even Stevens? Uh, Larry. And I think his character on Don't Look Under the Bed was also named Larry. Well, he should have been stuck with that name on here because Etienne was a flop. Etienne was terrible. I don't understand what was happening with that fake accent. Oh, Lord. Everything going on was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Maria Conchita Alonso as Inez. Dot Marie Jones as... Ugh. Okay, I don't even want to say this, but they have her name listed as Butch Brenda. <laughs> no. But of course we know that Dot was also on Lizzie McGuire as Coach Kelly. Little reunion. But still, wait, they did not call her Butch. <laughs> I know, they didn't call her that, but that's what she was listed as on IMDb. But also I love Dot, because I know Dot from Glee. Right. As I mean, I remember people. her from Lizzie, but like Glee was like, I was like, oh my god, Glee. Yeah. And also, we have a little cameo from Joel and Benji Madden, and we'll get to that as we go through the movie. So that's the cast. Jumping in here, the movie opens with this great commercial slash music video featuring the song recorded by Hillary and Haley, and they are... My favorite thing is when they're like, la, 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 la. Their cover's so good. It really is great. 
it did not get the justice it deserved in this movie. But I do love the opening. Like, we see the girls, like, just having their girly moment. Like, they're advertising their fragrance. The graphics are awful, but... It's very early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very early 2000s. Oh, the whole movie. <laughs> jump cuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. The whole movie feels like the time that it was filmed in. So it's a commercial slash music video. Their brand is Marchetta All Natural Products. So this would be like, you know, the Kylie Jenner of the day, basically. That's who Hillary and Haley are playing at this point. Yeah. The next scene, we actually like meet the girls and they're going to a club. We hear Hillary's song Play With Fire playing in the club, which was great. And we meet Ava's fiance for a half second. His name is Mick. We also meet Etienne here. And we learn that Tansy doesn't really want to be at the club. She wants to be studying chemistry. So uh, a lot going down in this club. First of all, they go to this club. And I was like, one, if these ladies are models or, you know, they're the, also like the daughter of the founder of this company and they're technically taking over the company even though they don't understand how business works. But, like, I don't think any paparazzi would be outside of this rinky-dinky club taking photos of these people. True. I was like, what is going on? This is before Instagram existed. No one's going to know you're coming. That's what I thought about, too, was, like, this was before any social media, really. And it would be a totally different movie today. Oh, my God. It'd be crazy. But also, like, what her her fiancé, her secret fiancé, who they haven't announced they're married yet. Right. Or getting engaged. Um, is a soap star, isn't he? Yeah. Which brings me into part two of this whole movie. All the guys in it are ugly. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I could not find any of them attractive. And I was like, what is going on here? Even Rick. Yes, even Rick. I don't know what's worse. The guys being ugly or the girl fashion sense at this time that Haley and Hillary were constantly switching up wearing. Oh, gosh. Colton is back, everyone. Colton is back. <laughs> We didn't really talk about Haley's career at this point, which might have been a good starting note. And Haley, of course, had been in Napoleon Dynamite, but also she was mostly known as Hillary's sister. So this was kind of a big deal for them to be on the big screen together and to kind of give Haley a moment. But wow, this character, I mean, oof. At least with Tansy, like, you could tell maybe they were trying something. Like, oh my god, yeah, she actually wants to be a chemist because she's following in her father's footsteps. And then Ava's just like, I'm a spoiled brat. Yeah, pretty much. Anything else about the club? I mean, we did meet Etienne, but, ugh. Etienne is the worst character that is just literally a gay reference that's so offensive. Honestly, so true. (laughs) This accent that is just, like, thrown in and out. I don't know if that was a character choice or if the director was like, you know what? No, just come up with an accent that's like maybe Caribbean, maybe like... At one point I heard the girl say like, he's not even Brazilian or something. And he was like smoking in the club. There's multiple uses of cigarettes in this movie and I'm just like, ew. They make references where you're like, oh no, I don't want to smoke. And then like Ava still smokes. Gross. But she's stressed. Mm -hmm. She's really tall and really stressed. (laughs) It's true. Moving on here, we see that Tansy is applying to UCLA again. We learn that she wants to learn about skin care and she wants to study chemistry. I made a note about her cell phone that we see here. And she has one of those like slide up cell phones with a full keyboard. So 2006. I mean, wow. She also has TiVo and she watches videos of her dad. And it's like this special on eczema and weird Essentially, we learn that Tansy seems to care a little bit more about the skincare side. Ava is more about the beauty side. But they are both kind of these, 
you know, London Tipton girls. Yeah, super ditzy. I texted you while I was watching this, and I was like, this movie is racist. And they have a Latina housemate, and I was just like, oh my gosh, SMH. They tried and speak to her in Spanish, and then there's like several scenes later where... Oh like, no, wait, wait, yeah, just wait. We're, we'll wait, we'll get bad. to it. It's a it's real bad. bad. We actually meet Inez whenever, I think, Ava gets flowers and an engagement ring delivered to her house. Delivered. Delivered. Ava says, he has such great taste. And Tansy says, Ava, you picked that out. And Ava responds, yeah, but he likes it. Anyway, so the girls go to the office of their company, Marchetta, and Tansy, we see here, is attracted to the guy who she thinks is their valet, which his name is Rick. And she says, I've got to come to the office more often. Also, their office, I know it's in downtown LA, which is not the prettiest place. What office is that? That literally, it's like this weird fence into a gate. And then, of course, like they're not going to cut to anything else because obviously that's not where the real set was. But like it was like, oh my God, where are you? Again, that $15 million budget. The office is filled with pictures of Hillary and Haley. And they're not even pictures that were taken for the movie. Like those are pictures, I don't know if it was magazines or whatever so it was not they weren't about to hire a photographer right right so they didn't go the extra mile there this is where we meet tommy and we find out that like tommy was victor marchetta victor is their dad tommy was his best friend he's now you know the ceo i guess of the company or taking over or whatever and we also meet Jaden, the intern who is trying to look like tansy and has tape all over her nose because I guess she's had some work done and later we find that out but it's like they were trying to plan something with this and then they just kind of fell off halfway through like maybe like oh the movie's running too long for our 15 million dollar budget yeah and you know maybe she was actually going to be a serial killer and I would have actually enjoyed that a little bit more wow than what we were given that's creative yeah like maybe she was you know cutting Tansy's hair in the middle of the night and gluing it to her own forehead like, that would have been something. Wow. Yeah, they, they really... Still better than the haunting of this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, gosh. So we go to this board meeting, this business meeting with, like, investors or whatever, and we find out that Marchetta isn't doing well. There are no new products. There's no Victor Marchetta. So Tommy says that Fabiella is making them an offer. We don't know who Fabiella is, but then the girls are like, that's daddy's worst enemy. They said uh, daddy a lot. They did. They did. But Fabiella turns out to be Angelica Houston, as we learn. So the girls kind of scoot around that issue for now. And then they're supposed to be in this charity meeting, which they totally ditch. And they run into Henry, though, on the way out. And we meet this new character. And we find out that Henry, he works for this clinic that helps people who can't afford a lawyer. And the girls are like, so you don't even like help with a charity that's for a terrible disease? You help poor people? And he's like, yes. And they're like, that's not even a terrible disease. So that was just showing how shallow they are. The next scene here, the girls are going to this event, which I never figured out what this event was. It was like to honor their dad, who had been dead for two years. I didn't I didn't figure it out. And there was a red carpet. A red carpet. One, there wouldn't be red carpets for this. Two, I don't know why E! News would be there for a fundraising gala or whatever the fuck this is honoring a dead guy that's been dead for two years. Like, I don't understand that. They walked on that carpet and they said, Hi, we're the Marchetta sisters and you're watching E! Which I remembered that being in the trailer for this movie because I watched the trailer for this movie probably a million times because it took forever for this movie to come out back in the day. So... This is when we meet Fabiella, though, in the flesh. And she comes over to them and starts talking business. And I'm like, girl, no, this is not the time and place. 
So a tribute speech to their dad, Victor, happens. And these girls are crying. I mean, I was like, come on, Hill and Haley, give me the tears right now. Sobbing. And it was such a weird moment because nobody else seemed emotional. Their friends were sitting at the table, like, going through the swag bag, not even paying attention. It was just, it was strange. Tommy eventually gets up to make a speech, and he says something about how Victor made Madonna's first look. And I was like, this is very meta right now. And whenever this speech is going on, all the people who are on their TV phones that are in the swag bags, they start seeing a video about Marchetta Cream causing skin problems and chaos, scandal. But just the way that everyone just ran out the building, and it was like they were trying to, you know, hide Tansy and Ava from the paparazzi and get them out. It was it was wild. It was wild. Which no one, no one would care about. Yeah. All these paparazzis were there running with cameras, literally chasing these people. And we got to talk about what was on the video, because it's this woman who later in the movie we're going to meet, but, I mean, her skin was just a mess, and wow. Yeah, but we see this video, which is literally, like, they didn't re- do the video. It's almost the exact same video from a video we were watching earlier with Tansy on the TV. Yeah, you're right. Like, literally, I was like, did y'all not decide to re... Like, she's wearing the same outfit. Gotta hire a private detective. We can do it ourselves. Obviously not. (laughs) Ava. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. The girls have a self-care night, and they do face masks after this happens. And this whole scene is ridiculous, but some alcohol, I think it was alcohol or fingernail polish remover or something, spills, there are candles, there are also protesters outside the home, so a lot goes down in a matter of seconds. But there's a big fight between the girls because Tansy says that she's never going to get into college now that this scandal has broken out. And Ava's like, not everything's about you, Tansy. And that's when she smokes a cigarette and a fire starts with the candles and they throw blankets on top of it and they just panic and they... (laughs) run to get stuff in their house. Tansy grabs the TiVo. Ugh, I cannot. And then they run. Where One, where are you going? Two, wait for the fire department. Three, stop pretending this house is in Beverly Hills. It's not. It's in Pasadena. What are you doing? I wrote down here the fire graphics, like the flames coming out of the window. Those were not real. And the windows weren't broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on? This is probably the point where I texted you, this is so bad, and you're like, just wait, just wait. Um, They go to a hotel at first. By the way, they're in their face masks still. They're in their nightwear. Their credit card is declined at the hotel. They find out their account has been closed. I love the dialogue here. We're broke. And she said, you hotel worker. She did. She did. Next, they go to Inez's apartment, and they think this is when Benji and Joel Madden show up, and they think that Benji and Joel are valet people who are going to park their car. They are not, so they literally drive off in Tansy and Ava's car, steal it, basically. So they're not getting that back. So they're going to stay in Inez's daughter's bedroom. We also learned that Inez's daughters live in Colombia, and they are on an immigration delay, so I was like, Really? That's where we're going with this? Okay. All right. We learned that she's working, like, three jobs and has to work another one because, obviously, she can't be the housekeeper anymore. So she's like, oh, crap, now I have to go get another job. And they're like, oh, my God, oh, why? Why are you working? And they do chores, and it's a mess. 
The bedroom furniture is actually theirs from childhood, which I thought was kind of cute. And Tansy is like, oh, my popcorn scratch and sniff is still on the headboard. And she like scratches it and smells it. I remembered scratch and sniff stickers, though. I do, too. But at that point, I would say I related to Ava and was just disgusted. It's the only time I'm ever going to relate to Ava. Well, one other time. So Ava's fiance is not answering her calls at this point. And their engagement announcement is the next day. Well, she brought her dress. Yeah. But they actually wind up, I think Tansy wears an old outfit because they had gotten some clothes together to donate to Inez's church and she still had them. So they say, like, I feel so last year and retro's really in right now. Because their car was stolen and they learn that there was no valet, they have to take the bus. I don't even want to talk about that scene because it was just ridiculous. It was so bad and then just so offensive, like... Ava just yelling at the people on the bus. Yeah. And did she say, like, she was standing in front of that man, and she said, I feel that. Like, what was she... Yeah. She said that. I don't know if he was referencing to... Obviously, he's not grabbing her butt, because his hands were up on the holders the whole time. So I was like, ooh, maybe it's his dick. Um. (laughs) Cringe. Cringe. And they're trying to get to her engagement announcement party, which, okay, I guess that's a thing. They are wearing heels, and they have to walk to wherever they're going to this party. And Hillary's bodyguard in real life, Troy, is actually the security at this place, and he doesn't let them in. Etienne is there, and he does not help them. I mean, wow. Thanks a lot, Etienne. And they say, he worships us. He was going to go straight for us. (sighs) So, to your point about this character just being there to be this gay reference, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. At this point, Mick's agent comes out and tells Ava that Mick is going to pass on the engagement. Ava throws her ring. Which is probably my favorite scene with her, because, like, I would also throw the ring. Is his name Mick? Um, yeah. Honestly, all the guys look the same. I couldn't... Well, and the same names. Mick, Rick. I can't keep up with that. Oh my god. Wow. They really... They come up with fucking Tansy. (laughs) Tanzania. And then they have Rick, Mick, and Henry. It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. So the girls end up going into the office to Marchetta, looking rough, I guess, for them. And they find out, they're at another board meeting, and they find out that Tommy has done an investigation into the product scandal. And he says that the complaints are real. And the girls, they don't believe that their dad messed up. When they leave the office, there is a runaway sequence where Ava breaks a hill, and Rick comes and picks up the girls in his Jeep, and... That was something. I mean, the editing of that sequence, too, with, like, the bars sliding on the screen and the reporters chasing them down. That's why they were running, by the way. Also, no one's chasing these people. I don't know why anyone would be following (laughs) these people. They're not Kylie. They're not Because they're at the center of a scandal. The center of a scandal that no one cares about. Mm Mm-hmm. They wind up going to Henry for help at that legal clinic, and he suggests that they get a job, but he's going to look into how he can help them. Then they go to an employment agency. They don't have their resumes, their only skills, they know how to type 10 IMs a minute, and this woman who was like trying to help them was sneezing the whole time, so I don't know what her deal was, but... Back at the apartment, Inez suggests that they become sassy maids. And they sort of do for a minute in a second. But they do chores at the apartment. And Ava is washing the dishes. She ends up throwing a whole 
pan into the trash. I was like, girl. It couldn't get clean. She couldn't do it. (laughs) And then Tansy was over there ironing, so. She was trying to do something, but I was like, girl, is that still? (laughs) What are you, what are you doing? Oh, gosh. Yeah. And while this is going down, Aaron Brockovich is on the TV, and Tansy suggests that they become investigators. And Colton... Stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> First of all, if you've never seen Aaron Brockovich, it's the Julia Roberts movie, and it's based on a true story about this woman who, like, uncovered uh, a water, like it was lead in the water or something. Yeah. So anyway, they get so excited about becoming investigators. And it was just ridiculous. Like, they turned into five-year-olds for a second. And the conversation before this was literally about push-up bras. Yeah. Which I will say, Hillary's were looking really good this whole movie. Well, especially one scene later. Uh Uh-huh. They were out and about. Also, there's this weird moment where Tansy tries on Inez's comfortable shoes and she, like, jumps around the apartment. Oh, my God. It was like a work business kitten heel. (sighs) Like a little pump. Just a little bit. It was something. It was something. So the girls are going to investigate now. They go to the office, and this is when they dress up as the sassy maids. And we see this scene in the bathroom where one of the women at the office speaks in Spanish to the maids in there. And this was so bad. And she was like, necesita toilet paper. And I was like, oh my gosh. You're just assuming any type of housekeeping is done by someone who's Hispanic. What is going on? That was so offensive and just the worst part. So cringy. Ugh. And then Tansy and Ava even reply to her in Spanish, which I was like, oh my gosh. So anyway, we see them dressed as maids. I don't understand what this look was that Tansy had with this lip. The bangs. And the bangs. What was going on? It is probably offensive. Uh, Yeah. They go to Tommy's office, and this is after everyone has left the building. But this dialogue, Ava's like, do you know how to pick a lock? Tansy's response is to say this, well, she says, what do I look like, Ma, a gangbanger? What? Yeah. So they're having trouble getting into the office. Rick shows up, and he helps them get in and picks the lock. He said that he used to be a gangbanger. He was kidding. I guess. (laughs) He might have been kidding. This is also when they learn that Rick is a lab tech at the office and not a valet guy. Tansy is even more attracted to him now, and there's flirting going down. It's There's a lot happening. Uh, yeah, they talk about the most basic little chemistry terms. They're like, oh, yes, mixing. <laughs> chemistry. Yes, it happened. Meanwhile, Ava is going through the files, and she's doing all the investigative stuff. I mean, they were really doing investigative work here. All of a sudden, Rick goes, we got to get out of here. Like, that's his line. That is literally his line. And And there's no warning. There's nothing, like, to suddenly be like, oh, there's a noise. Oh, maybe they're on to us. Like, did you see the security cameras? No, nothing. We got to go. We got to get out of here. And then they go out the back, and there are these killer dogs in the parking lot. Where did these dogs come from? Did I fall asleep during this time? Because I honestly don't even know. I must have blacked out because of how stupid that was. I don't know what was happening. Oh, gosh. And then there's, like, intense music, and they're, like, running, and Tansy and Rick are still flirting, And they wind up jumping into a trash can to escape. And I'm like, what are you escaping from? The dogs? And also, this is your company. Why is it bad for you to be there after hours? You have access. I don't even know what to say about that, honestly. 
Moving on to when the girls meet up with Fabiella, because she has them over to her office to talk about things. And it's basically a spa, which I was like, what? She says she wants their company. She wants to make them the face of a new line. She's going to clear their father's name. And the girls are like, this is cool. They get a foot massage. It's all great. Uh, But what they decide, actually, is that they are going to continue their investigation. If their dad is guilty, they'll sell the company. If not, they're going to fight. And then they do continue the investigation, which is basically just a lot of phone calls, and there's a sequence, and it's just a thing. Okay. What they learn is that people are saying the rash is not like what they saw on TV, and they didn't have long-lasting side effects. They also find out that their dad had changed the formula of this cream that allegedly messed up this woman's face. Eventually, Ava goes to see Henry at the office to present their findings. He's alone. Things get weird and flirty, and they almost kiss, and there's a cat, and Ava freaks out about the cat and gets mad because she has these crazy mood swings. Meanwhile, Tansy discovers the woman in the TV interview saying that her skin was messed up is the same woman in her dad's skincare TV oh special. Oh my, who could have told, who could have known when she's wearing the exact same outfit, has the same exact facial disformation, and it's the, literally the same interview from the tape, like literally copy and paste it just with the black box in front of her eyes. Yep. Who would have known? The PIs have cracked the case. They have determined, oh my God, they're amazing. All right. And so here's what Tansy does next. She dresses up sexy like Erin Brockovich, and she goes to the news station where that story was done. She wants to get a release form from them about this woman who was interviewed, and you don't sign release forms for TV news. So she talks the guy at the front desk into letting her into the files to get the release form, which she does get. Security walks in. His line is literally, you're in big trouble. Tansy goes to jail. And, wow, I don't even want to talk about that scene, honestly, but we're going to. In jail, we see Dot Marie Jones in in the prison cell with Tansy. There are these three women, like, why, the way they had these women dressed, everything about this, like, ugh. It's almost like they were prostitutes but not. I don't I don't know. They start talking about skincare and Tansy is helping the women with like skin tips and all this. Because remember, she's a chemist. The chemistry. Yeah, she does chemistry. I know. Ava has to go and bail Tansy out. And I love how they're like, it's $20,000. And she says, what is wrong with the criminal justice system? Or something like that. When the girls get home, Inez goes off on them, you know, for like being out and going to jail and all that. And there is a little bit of a heartfelt moment. And Ava tells Inez that she's going to help get her girls home because that's what apparently Victor, their dad, was helping do before he died. Um, My goodness, I'm over this movie. Tansy and Ava are going to go look for this woman in the TV report. They have this rented Volkswagen and they're going out in the middle of nowhere. And that's when she says the line about like, how ghetto is that? Oh my God. It turns out this woman is a creepy cat lady. She says that the company, Marchetta, helped her with reconstructive surgery after her reaction. And then there are some questions about, like, did she have eczema and that sort of thing? Because she was on that TV special about eczema. And this woman just denies it all and, like, kind of gets them out of the house. Before they leave, they talk to an angry neighbor. And he says that the woman has lived there her whole life and she was born with a skin condition. Now, Ava is ready to pounce, and she says, screw Tommy, they're going to do this themselves. 
And as we get to like the final big scene here when everything goes down, but really it's not it's it's not a great climax of this movie, really. But here we go. All right. They have a meeting at Henry's office and everyone's there. Tommy, Fabiella, everybody. The intern is there and she looks like Tansy. She got her nose job done and it's revealed and yeah. The girls present their findings to everyone, and it turns out that Fabiella is the one who had reached out to the reporter on the story. Tommy had set up Fabiella. He wanted to steal the company. I wrote, I don't understand. I did get a little confused about what exactly happened. Was this clear to you, like, how this all went down? No. (laughs) I don't get what exactly he did, but he set this up to make, make their stocks go down, and he was going to try to sell the company for cheap. He was trying, yeah. Know. He was trying to make it cheaper to sell to Fabulina, Fabulosa, Fab, whatever her name is. <laughs> um, so I'm confused <sighs> because now you're now she's offering less money than what she was offering before. Yeah, sixty cents on the dollar. And then they fire Tommy like on the spot. The girls do, and I guess they're taking over the company now. The very end of the movie, we see six months later. We see that the intern is looking like Ava now. She has a brown wig on. Ava is running things. She's with Henry. They kiss. Ew. Tansy is in the lab with Rick. They kiss. And Inez has her girls back. In the very end of the film, it cuts to a shot of a billboard with the girls. And it now says, affordable Marchetta Cosmetics. And the girls, like, wink on the billboard. They come alive. And then there are bloopers during the credits, and oh, I'm so glad we're done with this movie, Colton. It was a great classic, um, a true iconic moment for both Hillary, but especially Haley Duff, um, and their mom, Susan. She was a producer on it. Of course she was. Of course she was. Just some thoughts on this movie, like... I did not go see this movie in theaters. I got it on DVD, I remember, and I remember... At the time, thinking like, wow, this is really bad. And a low point in Hillary's career. And I do love Hillary and Haley together. Like, I love seeing them together and when they are together, like, doing press events and stuff. But as far as in this movie, like, is there anything we could say that's good about their chemistry or something? I don't, I don't know. Um, no. No. And it's one that most Hillary fans are like, ooh, that movie's bad. So I'm done talking about it. How about you? I'm over it. All right. Okay. We're done with her. Quizzy McGuire time, Colton. I have a question for you. Do you have one for me? I had tried to find one and then you answered it while we were talking about it. Oh no, what was it? I was going to see if you even noticed that Joel and Benji were in it, but of course you did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my Quizzy McGuire question for you this time, Colton. So around the time of Material Girls, so really I think 2005, 2006, Hillary and Haley were featured in a couple of commercials for a brand of breath mints. So do you know what that brand was? Breath mints? Mm-hmm. And they were just in a commercial about it? Yep. Is it like a well-known brand? It was a very specific product. I'm going to go with the orange-flavored Tic Tacs. No, no. Uh, they were in a commercial for Icebreakers Liquid Ice. I think there were a couple of them or a few of them. And they were round, and you would you know bite into them, and it was just, like, liquid. So, I don't know. That sounds disgusting. I mean, obviously, I went and bought them. Their marketing trick worked on me, so. You know, I would have taken that paycheck, too, if I were them. Yeah, yeah. Especially Haley. 
All right, Colton. Well, I'm glad that I got this episode over with. I really <laughs> was not looking forward to it, but you did make it a little more tolerable. And honestly, it was interesting to revisit Material Girls. I don't want to say that it was enjoyable, but it was it was interesting. My favorite movie of 2006. I don't know what else came out in 2006. I don't either. Before we wrap up here, I do want to talk about Hillary and Haley's relationship because they've always been so close and we love them together. Whenever Haley had her cooking show, Real Girls Kitchen, Hillary was on that show and I loved that episode. I think that was like 2014, maybe. Really, really enjoyed seeing them back together and Hillary looked great and Haley looked great. And then there were some interviews where they got asked about Haley being a guest star on Younger. And I wouldn't mind that, honestly, either. I'd like to see that, I think. I think she'd be better for Younger. I think that is something she'd be good in. Yeah. Would you ever want to see them together in a movie again? No. Okay. But all right, Colton, thanks for being back on Duff Enough. Always fun. Thanks for having me. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Bye.